Hello and good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about the game, the games, plural, against Leicester City and the home draw against Bologna last night. Uh, and we'll be doing a little short preview about the game on Thursday. Uh, with me tonight, it's James. How are we, James, on this uh, Monday evening and bank holiday here in the UK? Fine, thank you. Thank you for joining us, and I'd just like to say happy Eid to all our followers uh, who follow Eid. Um, hope you're having a lovely day and evening with your friends and family catching up and uh, celebrating Eid. Um, James, shall we start off with the uh, the game on Thursday evening at Leicester? So, we finished Leicester 1, Roma 1, Lorenzo Pellegrini opened the scoring, and now, would you say it's a Gianluca Mancini own goal, or, or a Lukman equaliser i think they took about 20 25 minutes to come to a conclusion with the goal and i think they went with mancini but it was quite tight um overall james it wasn't a bad performance defensively they looked really really strong and looked quite good but in attack it it sort of withered out probably just past the hour and leicester gain control of it but didn't really create much so just wonder what your thoughts on Thursday's performance was at the King Power well I thought we weathered the initial storm very well Mm, early Uh, early on and then we came into the game and I and we took I think it's fair to say we took control of it and then we get the goal which was uh uh an absolute carbon copy of the goal of Zaniolo's second goal, the counter-attack goal against Bodo, where Zalewski made a run down the left-hand side, came inside, and then a pass inside the defender. Great run. This time it was... uh, In fact, I thought it was Zaniolo because I I just had this vision in my mind of the goal he scored against uh, Bodo. And uh, this time it was Pellegrini. And the finish was very accurate on target. I mean, I don't know if maybe you could criticise the goalkeeper. Maybe it was a savable shot, but it was obviously, you know, hit with uh, quite a bit of power and accuracy. So um, bravo to Pellegrini for that. And um, and then, you know... Um, uh, you know, we, we settled down. And then I think after about half an hour, uh, Leicester, after the sort of chock of that, they they came back into the game. And then and then it was fairly even Stevens until half time, or maybe early in the second half, as you say. And then the last half an hour or so, yeah, we really... Um, we really... Uh, uh, the, I think the main problem we had was we lost possession. And Mourinho said mm. this afterwards too easily in the in uh, Leicester City's half. And so it was very difficult to um, mount any sustained attacks. The attacks we did have, a couple of attacks we did have, were basically counter-attacks. Because, you know, without being able to retain possession, we couldn't, we couldn't build, build anything. So... Um, and yeah, Leicester had a lot of lot and lot of possession, and um, uh, so I think the equaliser they got was, um, you know, it was a bit of a disappointing goal to concede, but it was fairly well crafted and uh, difficult to defend against once the ball got to Barnes on the uh, uh, left hand side. Left hand yeah. side, yeah, and um, so. Um, over, you know, overall, I, I was, I, I think we could have 
got more out the game. I think if we'd played, a bit, we'd retained possession better, we could have got more out of the game. But on the one hand, but on the other hand, you know, um, coming away with a, a draw keeps the tie, you know, well and truly alive going into the second leg. So that's... Um, you know, that's already an improvement on before, you know, last season, for example, and the Champions League semi-final in uh, four years ago. So, um, mm. so I, yeah, I, uh, I think it just leaves us now with needing a better performance though in the second leg, you know, um, and I think the, the, the areas we need to improve on are um, retaining possession a lot more. Um, I don't think you, you know, we don't want to be giving uh, these uh, team like Leicester City to, you know, uh, the lion's share of possession because I think we were, I mean, in a way it was a little bit their demerit that the game ended in a draw because it just didn't make enough. And I think it was their final pass um, as well as our defend, defensive organisation that, that, that made the game end in a draw rather than them taking a narrow lead into the second leg. So I think the tie is very open, very balanced. Obviously, we, we now have the home advantage. Um, no away goal rule applying, so don't need to worry about that. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, we, we we lost Mkhitaryan, which yeah, was a real yeah. blow. Um uh, and it'd be interesting to see how, what solution uh, Mourinho comes up with to try and resolve that. But otherwise, as far as I'm aware, that's the only, uh, you know, selection uh, um, issue. Oh, the other thing, of course, to really say about, that was really noteworthy about last Thursday's game was the performance of Chris Smalling. Yes, I was going to bring that up afterwards, but yeah, James, he was what? Best player on the pitch, I, uh, yes. along, along with the uh, Wesley Fafana for me, the Leicester centre back. I thought he played really well. Yes. I think the two best players on the pitch were the two centre halves who played just absolutely unbelievable. Smalling, even though he went went down at the end, uh, he took a, what, a stray elbow. wasn't a, a full force. It was just a it had to be uh, taken off, but. I would say that's probably one of his best performances this se- this season to date. Yeah, I would. Yes, definitely agree with that. And um, I think there was one uh, near half time. There was one tackle where on the edge of the penalty uh, penalty area where he conceded a free kick where he, he could have been cautioned for that. You could, uh, yes, yeah, so on um, on Keenan Drewsbury Hall. Yeah, yeah, and that was late. Yeah. He knew he, he he got caught. He was a, a little bit late, but apart from that. He was that that Charlie uh, that block I think in the first half. Yes, um, oh, that was phenomenal. That, that, I mean, that was like a goal, wasn't it? Yeah, so I was trying goal. to think who that was on. Was that on Vardy or was that on? Um, I can't remember. Could have been on Dewsbury Hall or one of the other attack. I think it may have been Lookman. Uh, but yeah, um, just unbelievable performance. I think he's come into his own this season after his fitness problems yeah. last season where he looked a shadow of his best. Just think he didn't have a pre-season at Roma after that protracted transfer dealing. But this season, 
after a slow start and an injury, he's, he's been absolutely unbelievable. And I think he's probably one of Roma's best players this season. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I think he's been phenomenal. And, and of course, we said before about the improved fitness of the entire squad, injury-wise, and he's been one of the biggest beneficiaries of that because being able to play regularly, you know, having a full pre-season and being able to play reg- on a regular basis has really uh, enabled him to show his quality and... Uh, he, he he was phenomenal. So, you know, if we get another performance like that from the defence, um, you know, we've got a we have got a reasonable chance, I would say, on uh, in the second leg. You mentioned the previous two performances in England. We've conceded eleven goals, so five against Liverpool in the Champions League semi final in twenty eighteen. <clears throat> Excuse me, Do you know, and um, six goals against Manchester United in Manchester in the Europa League, would you say that last week was just something a lot, lot better? And I thought something that uh, came to me in the second hour, I think if that was earlier on in the season, where Roma were going through that bad little patch just before Christmas and just after, mm. I think you you could have seen Roma collapsing a little bit and losing the game. But with this new, like, since... Phew, since that Juventus game, Rome have what, only lost twice, three times. Sorry, against Bodo Glimt away in Norway, uh, Inter Milan twice in the league, and the Coppa Italia. There's some some something going on at Rome where the mentality has shifted. Do you, would you agree that if this game was played earlier in the season, you could have seen Roma capitulate a little bit? Could could well be. Um, certainly uh, the. You know, defensively, we looked um, good. And we had quite a lot of work to do, if you think about it, mm. because they were probing pretty constantly. So, um, uh, and but our, um, the, the overriding impression I have is I, I, I think we can play better. And Yeah, I agree. And, um, and uh, whether we do or not, of course, is uh, we'll see. But um, if, you know, I th- and I think probably we will need to play better in order to, uh, reach the final on Thursday, so um, we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. But um, we do have a you know a glorious opportunity in front of us now. Yeah, do you think the game probably shifted in Leicester's favour when he made the when Rogers made those changes? So he brought Harvey Barnes on. I think he changed the game for them. He looks a uh, just, yes. like he, look, he looked a real handful. And to be honest, he's he's a really talented player. I think he's just had a little bit of an off off form recently. Um, was there any Leicester players that stood out for you? I know we're probably going Roma heavy, but was there any players at Leicester that stood out for you who you think that could be danger men in the second leg? I think Madison looked good. Yes, yeah. And he looked um, like he was orchestrating a lot of their attacks and uh, good on the ball, you know, and um, uh, good passing. So, um, and although, you know, um, I don't know... Um, about Vardy, I mean, it it seemed a bit uh, not particularly threatening, but now you know, coming back from uh, a fair period of being you know inactivity, might have taken its toll. Whether hmm. you know uh, what sort of shape he'll be in for Thursday, I don't know. But um, and, and um, I mean, we didn't also we didn't really test the goalkeeper enough. I mean, the no, goalkeeper I didn't test is Michael, Yeah, he's a very uh, he's probably one. I would say probably one of the top five in the Premier League. Yeah, so he's an excellent goalkeeper, and um, uh, we didn't. You know, we're going to have to work try and work him a bit more in the second leg if uh, 
going to score. So, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to, you know, I think a neutral will probably say very evenly balanced. And um, we, I think, are favourites with the bookmakers because of the home advantage. You know? mm. So, um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Fingers crossed. Uh, we'll come to a little preview on, on Thursday's game afterwards uh, in probably about 10, 15 minutes' time. Should we talk about... Uh, sorry, it's a good segue to talk about yesterday's game. And um, so Roma drew nil-nil against Bologna. To be honest, I didn't think it was a bad performance. I just think it lacked a little bit of cutting edge up front. There was a little bit of disappointment afterwards that it was a big opportunity miss, especially with Lazio and uh that weird goal they scored was it offside was it onside it it looked offside you just have to look at the position of the goalkeeper at, 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 for Spezia but and especially with Fiorentina losing at Milan late on and Atalanta sorry are playing tonight against Salernitana um, so we're recording on Monday night Jose's gamble I think rightly so he did it because you're playing Leicester the second leg at home on Thursday evening always or the the league game in between the European tie is always going to be tough and you've got a Bologna side who are rejuvenated they're now six games unbeaten their manager just got discharged from hospital after his, uh, his second battle with leukemia I will say this his side now embody him with his battle I thought they were absolutely brilliant yesterday the way they defended and they could have had that they had their chances to win the game especially when Musa Barrow hitting the crossbar at the end even though it was offside didn't look offside in the end but um James what was your thoughts on the performance because you said off pod it's not the bad performance it is a point but it was a gamble by Jose it almost worked but sadly it didn't but there is a question that one of our listeners sent in about the, the team set up. Um, what were your thoughts on, on yesterday's performance? Well, I, I think it was an acceptable performance in the light of playing when you play a European tie with just a week interval. It makes the league game in between on the weekend, you know, uh, extremely difficult unless, you know, happen to play a particularly weak team uh, opponent. That and which was not the case yesterday, and like you say, Bologna were ever so well organised, played well, and um, not just offensively. I mean, whenever they got the opportunity, they tried to test us. And um, on on the shot at the end there, when you said, "Yeah, I think the player who shot wasn't off Barrow. I think he wasn't offside, but there was a was it Anatovic? Yeah, he was offside, okay, and he, he okay. impeded Mancini. Mancini at the end. Now, got you. now whether <laughs> VAR would have been alive to that, given that Lazio yeah. scored a goal from an offside position twenty four yeah. hours before, I I wouldn't like to test that with VAR because I'm not sure how sort of uh, you know uh, de- you know the the detail they they're looking at things at the moment so um it's a little bit of uh they're sort of doing things like on a wing and a prayer at the moment so um but overall i was very satisfied with the performance i think we had the better of it and um and i think you know it could have been a very different game if we'd got the penalty kick at the start and you know i think um i mean i saw on you know some experts were saying afterwards that the reason 
that the referee didn't give the penalty kick was because Medell was falling and therefore it was an unintentional handball. But he leant into it to try and block and there was a Roma player behind him. So it was a pivotal moment because his, by intercepting the ball with his arm, he, he um, you know, directly affects the play. So I think that was more of a penalty kick um, than some of the other ones we've seen this season. I mean, if you, you think, think of the one that Abraham conceded at, at the San Siro against oh, Milan, which no. was, I don't think, as obvious as this one. You know, it wasn't, it was much, much more marginal. And I think this one, and I think this is the, um, this is why a lot of fans are feeling a little bit sore with the decisions because yeah. it's like, yes, I mean, if you, it, it, I mean, in an ideal world, a lot of these very much sort of more marginal decisions than what we're used to, they're not given and we play on and that's fine. But when you see some of them given and then we don't get one, you know, and, 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 and that was a really important decision because you get that penalty kick and then the likelihood is you go in front quite early and then that changes the game. That changes uh, Bologna's performance. It changes the, you know, we have then the opportunity to, uh, um, you know, exploit space behind on counterattacks and so on. So, um, so that was, uh, I have to say, disappointing. And um, but overall, I think the performance was, um, you know, made the changes with uh, half an hour or so to go. Um, maybe a bit. You know, I'm not sure I would have um, taken off. Um, Carlos Perez, perhaps, you know, I think mm. Carlos Perez deserved to stay on. They had a great shot in the first half. That, I wouldn't have taken El Shirari off. Yes, either. yes, and El Shirari is always sort of uh, potentially, a, you know, a goal threat. So um, I think, um, but nevertheless, I think that overall um, it was an acceptable performance in a difficult game, in difficult circumstances. And fortunately, looking at the league table, it, it was a... Because of recent results, um, it was a game where a draw isn't doesn't really compromise our position too much and our hopes to qualify for the Europa League via the Serie A. So I would, I think overall he was pretty much on the ball with his um, lineup selection tactics and so on, you know, and. Uh, I would, uh, you know, I think it was an acceptable performance, an acceptable result. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the performance and the result on, and against the team. A Bologna team are now six unbeaten. They've taken points off. I think it's Juventus. They drew one all against with nine men. Sorry, and some farcical scenes at the end where they had mm-hmm. a couple of players sent off. Um, Gary Medell having to cut the referee and Adam Samara, who I actually thought was probably man of the match yesterday. I think he did really well against Abraham and Felix. Yeah. I'll come on to Felix afterwards. There was a, a listener's question uh, about that. Um, but on the penalties, I think the one on Maitland-Niles was probably more of a penalty than the one on Gary Medell. I thought that it may, the cross may have taken a deflection off Aaron Hickey and come into Medell. And it looked like he um, chested the ball twice. So he chested it one next to his shoulder and then he fell to the ground and the rebound hit his chest. I can see why Roma were a bit 
peeved because on ang- different angles that I've seen, it looks like he goes in, as you said, with his arm. But then I could see why it hasn't been given. And I've seen a lot of Roma fans and a lot of Jose fans a bit pissed off and a bit cheesed off with the non-decisions we're getting. But I didn't think that was a penalty. But I thought the one on Maitland-Niles um, where he, he got his, his wings clipped as he was going through to take a cross, I thought that was more of a penalty. But I don't know what would you feel about that, James. Right. Well, if, if you're... I mean, it looked a little bit when I watched the replay that maybe he tripped over his own feet but tripped, if he, yeah that could have happened yeah. yeah so I I mean if he was tripped then certainly that should have been a penalty kick and to be fair there was one that Bologna should have had because Kumbula yes Kumbula yeah, that was a penalty that was a penalty yeah that day. was a foul before the handball by uh, yes, an out and, yeah. and uh, the referee penalised the handball but he should have penalised as the so neither the referee nor VAR Really, this weekend, um, particularly, but covered themselves in, in you know, in glory, made a number of uh, pretty critical mistakes. So, um, so yeah. So, um, and about just interesting, you mentioned there about Felix. I think that was a really that having praised Mourinho for you know tactic selection and uh, um, substitutions. I think. Uh, an approach to the game, general approach. I think that was the one decision I didn't really understand. I think Shemodorov should have yeah. should have started. I think Felix, you know, isn't showing. Um, I know, you know, we had that great. I remember we discussed it at the time. That great debut against uh, Genoa when he scored those couple of goals back in November, I think it was. And um, but you know, hasn't shown enough since then. And I think Shemodorov would have. Um, would have been a better option to start with. So um, I think uh, that was maybe, a, you know, a, a, probably a mistake. You've probably answered our listeners' question from Araplanino. That's our only question we've got this week. He goes, I guess we will see if the gamble on the Bologna game is worth it after Thursday, but what are your thoughts on Aldor? Uh, not getting the start. I thought it would have been a good game for him to play from the start. I I can imagine both of us in an absolute agreement saying that he should have started with his pace and with his directness. Mm. He would have been perfect against the back three of uh, Bonifazzi, Gary Medell, and oh, there's one more, Adam Samaro. Yeah, because um, I think that's a really good point that he he would have relished that opportunity as well mm. because it would also, as far as he was concerned, not only a real chance to uh, you know get a, a starting uh, uh, position under his belt, but also a chance to stake a claim for more more minutes, you know, going forward, particularly in view of uh, Thursday. So um, I think that was a, a, a strange decision. And, and also, if you think about it, Medell wasn't really tested enough. You know, we didn't... No, after he got booked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't test him enough. So I think that, um, uh, that you know, if there's one decision that maybe alter- maybe that decision, if you like, did affect the result more than any other from a coaching perspective. You know, if we'd... Um, started with Shemodorov, um, I think maybe maybe we might have squeezed out the win, but um, yeah. So I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, and, and it was a bit curious, really. Why? I mean, this has happened. Of course, this happened also against Salonitana relatively recently, where Felix was given the nod to start over um, Elder. So um, I, yeah, I. Um, 
I find it a bit strange, but obviously, you know, that's uh, that's the coach's preference. So, I know we're going forward. Do you think a loan move for Felix Afina John, probably someone in Serie A or probably someone in Serie B, a promoted side from Serie A or someone in Serie B for next season could do him the world of good? Yes. Because there is, there is a talented player there. He's just a bit raw. I know Jose trusts him and all that stuff. Um, but I don't think he's delivered a little bit after his his fine start to the season. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not ready to play no. for uh, a club that you know aspires to be in the Champions League. And that I mean, um, think back to the game against Salernitana when Carlsbrook Carlsbrook put in that superb cross, and he only missed from close range. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even hit the target. You know, put the ball yeah. wide. So um, uh, he's not really looked like scoring. I don't think in any, you know, recently he's not, you can't say he's, you know, he's, uh, he's been really that close. So, um, I would say, yeah, definitely a loan move would be, uh, definitely to a competitive club in Serie B or maybe so, you know, a, yeah. a lower club in Serie A and somewhere where, you know, he's going to, um, obviously you can't guarantee minutes, but where he's likely to, to get plenty of playing time, you know, cause he needs to play it. At that age, um, we oh, we we talked about the game, but you brought something up earlier about VAR in Serie A this weekend. Do you want to talk about that? Because we saw some some weird refereeing. Do you want to say at this this weekend? There was I, the three games that I've watched. Uh, there was the Roma game, the Juventus game, and the AC Milan game. I missed the the chaotic uh, Spezia Lazio game, but I've caught the highlights of it. It's, it's the consistency in Serie A. I know we talk about it until we get blue in the face, and social media is a cesspit, and it's it's the worst place to discuss it from time to time because you get animosity from all all sets of fans, and they all have a massive pile in. But what was your what was your thoughts on VAR this weekend? Because there was some strange decisions. You had the Acerbi goal. Dennis Zakaria could have been sent off for that horrific challenge in the Juventus Venezia game, and Tia Hernandez could have been sent off for the a sly, naughty elbow on Lucas Torreira. Um, he knew what he was doing, but VAR. It's, it, I think the implementation of VAR in Serie A is, is still a lot of work to be done this season, and sorry, this weekend also because there's. There's been some strange refereeing decisions. I don't know if you would agree with me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, uh, and there was also another strange decision in the game between Udinese and Inter, where I saw that on the on the, the highlights that Jeco was fat. They gave a penalty kick to Inter. Oh but, yes, yes. But if yeah. you look at the way Jeco, I mean, his original decision, it was one of those ones where the original. I think the original decision taken by the referee was correct into play on. And then the VAR has, if you like, led the referee astray and he's ended up giving a penalty kick when it looked to me like there was no contact or very minimal contact. And then Jekko takes another step and then falls. And Theatrically. Yeah, very, yeah, theatrically. That's a, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I'd, I think that was a very harsh decision. I think the referee got the decision right initially. So there's... Um, instances where you know the 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 uh, mistakes aren't being corrected properly, like in the game again between uh, uh, Lazio and um, 
Spezia and Lazio, where the goal was scored from an offside position. And uh, and there's some discussion about whether the, 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 the VAR was assuming that there was a, the goalkeeper, um, would, you know, was, was closer to the goal line. So didn't notice that the goalkeeper in advance. So there was only one yeah. opponent, one Spezia player between the Cherby and the goal line, which put him in an offside position, which is uh, a bit remarkable. But, um, and, uh, and we still haven't seen any picture with the line drawn, you know, that they often use, you know, to justify decisions. So, but I think that would probably, there's a reason for that, because it would probably prove that he was offside, you know. And I think the referee and the VAR in that case have been, um, I think they've been suspended. Uh, they have, yeah. yeah. I saw that this afternoon. They've been uh, put to the naughty step. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and of course, you know, we could argue in our game, there were three, well, I think there was, and funnily enough, although we had two incidents where we could have had a penalty kick, um, Bologna probably had the, you know, they would feel aggrieved that they didn't get yes, one yeah, for the yeah. foul by Kumbula. So, um, uh, yeah, so some teams got, you know, and, and often these games, as you see, are decided by one goal, aren't they? You know, so mm. it's often the case that um, uh, the the decisions end up deciding the game, you know. So, um, yeah, so uh, VAR didn't, you know, uh, we, hopefully we have an improvement in the last few, you know, the, the decisive last three match days are not um, affected unduly. And then things improve next season because this season hasn't been, you know, we've really lacked consistency. And I would say we've lost several points through, um, through uh, uh, VAR and referee. Um, I think we've lost more than we've gained, put it like that. Mm, yeah. You know, I, I think that's yeah. a fair, I don't think that's being a, uh, too biased to say that you know no i think i think a lot of teams have lost more than they've yes they've gained this right, season yeah. in Serie A due to the officiate you sent something to the whatsapp group when the rearranged fixtures were being played this last week you was you watching the atalanta torino game weren't there a couple yes, of I, I thought there were a couple dubious. of two, two very i think atalanta got back into the and and they got a penalty kick that again the ball was fired in and the torino defender didn't really have much you know he didn't have much opportunity to remove his arm from and hand from where the ball the direction of the ball and i just think that's too you know it's risky yeah absolutely and and it distorts the game where you get to um uh giving teams penalties you know for these very very marginal things that probably a few seasons ago let's face it wouldn't have been given you know so james we talked about far yeah. <laughs> And the, and the implementation of it it's just it's, it's chaotic isn't it because as I said earlier about the handball law it's just the implementation of it in Serie A has changed and I think it's changed in football in general this season hasn't it yeah and I think it's um, a regression myself you know I much prefer mm. you know I don't really want to win a game on a dubious penalty kick you know I want I want to win it through uh, quality and uh, you know good play you know not not appealing for everything and uh, you know being awarded something dubiously so um and that's a pity, really. Um, so, uh, and of course, one thing worth mentioning is that in the semi-finals of the uh, 
Europa Conference League, we had VAR because uh, originally it was yes. just going to be in the final, of course. Final, and then, yeah. And then they extended it to the semi-finals. It wasn't used on when Thursday. And uh, obviously, we hope it's not used, you know, just isn't needed in uh, uh, the return leg. So, um, so yeah, so uh, we've got much to look forward to. As we've already talked about, Sorry, Aaron Far. There is a couple of weeks left in the season. There's going to be one more clusterfuck, and it's going to be cause some chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the good thing is overall is that we go into this final three weeks of the season with, uh, um, and it may be who knows a little bit longer than that, but with um, with uh, you know uh, much to look forward to. You know, have uh, yeah. um, uh, still meaningful games in Serie A. Three games left. Uh, difficult games and um uh or at least you know two potent on paper should should be challenging and then um the uh you know potentially you know semi final and then potentially who knows after that you know so uh um yeah so it's uh, a lot to look forward to in these uh you know to play european football i often think to play european football in may is just a real achievement for any yeah agreed i i I do feel that some teams and we've talked about this on the pod i think me you and imran and maybe daniel also you have a feeling in the last couple of years that roma have taken the european competitions a lot more seriously because of the coefficient and the high they get and then you have a feeling that some Serie A teams absolutely bin it off in December to concentrate on the league. You've seen it with Inter Milan and the Conte in his second season and his first season. And you saw it with Napoli last season and Napoli lost on the final day. Not lost, but they drew against Verona and got Europa League football. This season they got knocked out by Barcelona. But then, yeah, it's just, I, I have a feeling that a couple of teams in, in Serie A take European football seriously after February, and then some of the teams just bin it off completely. Yeah, and I think that's, a, you know, I would always say that's a mistake. I mean, if you look at it now, I mean, this uh, run in the Conference League to the semi-finals has really made our season. It's added so much interest and excitement to our season. And um, you can tell the coach and the players are, and the director, you know, the the owners are very motivated to to try and win the competition. And you can see, I mean, you not only with our games, with the attendances, which have been phenomenal, particularly mm. in the uh, Conference League, but across Europe. I mean, the the uh, stadium in Rotterdam was sold out for the other yeah. semi final. The there were sellouts for both Europa League semi finals. Both stadiums were full in Leipzig and. Uh, and um, in London, West Ham, yeah, 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 West Ham. So um, you know, uh, I think I think it's a mistake to, uh, and of course, it's no guarantee that you know. I mean, you could argue Napoli. Okay, Napoli haven't had European football since early March when they lost to Barcelona in the playoff round for the uh, to get in the last sixteen of the uh, mm. in the Europa, Europa League, League. Europa League. That's right. And they, um, and you know, they. Uh, you know, they ended up falling out of the title race. So um, it's not necessarily, uh, doesn't pay dividends necessarily domestically, you know. So, uh, I mean, I know that you could argue it did in the last season, as far as Inter were concerned. So, um, but, uh, 
Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm very grateful that we're one of the clubs that really do take it seriously and have, mm. um, achieved a lot, you know, and, uh, and, you know, who knows, maybe even more, you know. Let's hope so. There's three semi-finals in four years in three different competitions. Um, should we talk a little bit briefly about the game on Thursday? So it's the return leg in Rome. I think there's an absolute sellout. There's also, um, I, I think, over 110, maybe 111,000 yeah. people um, applied for, for general tickets on sale a couple of weeks ago. I sent uh, a screenshot when I came back off my lunch. And it went a bit viral on social media and I sent it to the group and everyone was just like, whoa, what's going on? Um, I, I heard I heard a rumor, I saw a rumor that someone was trying to sell it on eBay for like double the value. On, and I was just thinking, don't do that. Um, so Leicester lost their game at Tottenham 3-1 on yesterday. Roma drew 0-0. Both teams rotated. I think Leicester heavily rotated. I think Castagna and Kasper Schmeichel were the only two starters from the game on on Thursday. Castagna went off. I think he may have had a dizzy spell or he may have been like slightly concussed. I'm not too sure. But he didn't look right. I'm just hoping he's okay for the second leg. But they lost at Tottenham 3-1. Tottenham are going for fourth. Roma Junior now so they're, they're pretty much out there they are out of the Champions League race they can't catch Juventus or Napoli um Napoli who won 6-1 on Saturday when it mattered um Mm -hmm. uh that's not a dick it's just it's a general uh, observation that that they capitulated against Empoli in the games in the game they should have won but the games they didn't really need to win they won 6-1 um uh, less, I think that's tenth or twelfth in, 12th, in the Premier League. Yeah, twelfth yeah. in hand, but uh, they do. Yeah, um, both teams will be back to full 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 capacity. Um, Leicester are still missing Wilfred and Didi, and uh, Mendy's not in their squad. They might have someone with Vardy. Would you start Ian Acho? Could you start Barnes, who impressed when he came on? Roma have got a problem with Mkhitaryan, so could Veratu come back in after he played yesterday? Would you play Sergio Oliveira? Would you keep Zaniola and Abraham up top? Would you change the back three a little bit? Um, what's your thoughts going into the game on Thursday? Are you confident? It's going to be a raucous crowd at the Olympico. BT Sport were talking about it, and I think a couple of guys said that some of the Leicester players may have played in a bigger capacity grounds here in England. But going to the Olympico is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, I think on a on a raucous night. That's right. I think um, the atmosphere will be important, the home advantage, and I think we need to use that to our really try and exploit that as much as possible by putting them under as much pressure as we can as early as possible and trying to get our nose in front, you know, as early as possible to put them in the, you know, a position where maybe they have to chase the game a bit. Um, and uh, I think Mkhitaryan, yeah, it, it is a blow. I, I think, I mean, Sergio Oliveira was suspended, of course, yesterday. He was, yeah. After the yellow card he picked up at, San Siro against Inter. So I think that he's the more likely replacement probably because he came on in the first leg um, as a substitute. And I, I'm, I mean, I think Zaniolo probably will start, but I'm not sure he really deserves it. Cause I think his decision-making in recent games, you know, if you 
exclude the... I mean, that game now, that performance in the home leg against Bodo now looks a real... Um, a bit of an outlier, I think you could even mm. go as far as to say. Because his decision-making in the final third of the pitch, the attacking third, when he's had possession, hasn't been good enough, really. And that's why he's often failed to get shots away and, and lost possession. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I mean, overall, so there, there are some, I think, things to think about for Mourinho in terms of selection and approach to the game. As for the overall position, I'm cautiously optimistic, I think. I mean, I don't, I haven't really significantly shifted my position from before the first leg, funnily enough. Um, I think, you know, it's uh, because we have to remember, of course, that also Leicester won at PSV in the last round in the away leg. They did late on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they were losing that game actually. So, um, which, and that was a very difficult game uh, against a team that was pushing Ajax at the top of the uh, Eredivisie, which I think is a bit of an underrated league, you know, and I think you've seen it, it with, yeah. uh, with Feyenoord, you know, Feyenoord played very well in this competition and uh, themselves have a fair chance of, reaching the final, you know. So um, I think um, I'm, I would say I'm probably where I was a week ago when we discussed it and um, cautiously optimistic, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think I might be a bit more nervous with this game on Thursday. I think I was a, quietly optimistic on the first leg. I thought Roma play well and defend well, they could get something out of it. And you made a really good point about Leicester. They won away at PSV very late on. James Madison scored, I think he scored with 12 minutes left, and Ricardo Pereira, the right back, scored with a couple of minutes left to go and completely shocked Eindhoven, uh, PSV Eindhoven in Eindhoven, sorry, because PSV are going for the Eredivisie. Um, I think they won the Dutch Cup straight afterwards after getting knocked out in this tie and then it'd be Ajax in, in the final of the Dutch Cup so Leicester do have some pedigree in Europe this season it's not to be sniffed at as said earlier they beat Randers they beat Stad Ren they won the first leg at home and lost the, the second leg away I think they they scored late on um, and they beat PS, a very good PSV team who have taken Ajax at the top of the at the top of the Dutch Eredivisie is it's going to be tight if I hope Roma do it but I think realistically if Roma score first and they get the crowd get with them I think this tie could be over quite quickly but the longer it's nil nil that you might see some nerves jangling yeah I think the longer it goes without a goal will suit Leicester probably more you know um, but um, uh, I th- yeah, I think we, you know, the, the the earlier we, you know, if we are to score, the earlier the better, you know. Mm. It will set the nerves down it's as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
because it's going it's to be a raucous atmosphere. I imagine it's going to be more raucous than it was for the Bodo Glimp game and for the San Natana game, and probably for the game last night. Was it 60,000 again last night? Yeah, it was or just another, about? Yeah, 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 huge attendance, yeah. And you probably get that for the Venezia game, which will be evidently in two weeks, will be the last home game of the season. And which has been curiously scheduled for a Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah, that's strange. That's, yeah, because that means that we have to play effectively three games in like 10 days because we play yeah. Thursday, then we play Monday. Monday and then we play on the Saturday. So it's like three games in 10 days. I don't know why that's necessary to, when we play Monday, why it's necessary to schedule a game for, for, for Saturday. Cause it's not like anyone else has any European commitment commitments. Yeah. Unless um, it's for the Coppa Italia. It's the Coppa Italia in uh, Rome. Ah, is that the following Wednesday, the final? I think so, yeah. I, that just came to me, actually, because that Saturday game's put me in a quandary because I could potentially be at a League 2 playoff game, touching wood. But, so what date um, is the Coppa Italia final? I think it is the... Because it's not going to be next week because it's Euro, Europa. Uh, it's, I think it's the 11th. That's right. That's that's right. And then it's the Europa League final on the 18th, the Conference 18th, League final on the 25th. 28th. 25th, sorry. And the 28th Champions League final. Yes. Along so, with the playoff finals, yeah. Right. So when... Do, and the, what's the date of the game against Venezia? 15th. Yeah. Oh, no, 15th. 14th. 14th, Yeah, sorry. so that's the weekend after the Coppa Italia final. Yeah, this... I don't... Under, I, I really found that very strange uh, scheduling, why we should play... Um, three games in 10 days, particularly when we play on the Monday and then have to play again on the Saturday. This is Serie A we're talking about. And they still, this is this is a bugbear with mine. I don't know if it's with yours, it, with yours as well. And probably other people as well. When they try, when they do it as late as possible to do the fixture list, and if you're booking as a European fan who wants to go to the game, they leave it as late as possible. It's, it's I hate it. I really do, and yeah, I'm just looking at the fixtures now. It, I, I it's probably because Salernitana, Spezia, and then Ver, Verona are also playing on that date. So I'm just wondering if they've got the relegation teams playing on that date. So why haven't they put Genoa also playing on on Saturday? And Genoa play on Sunday, do they? Yeah, they put their away in Napoli on Sunday. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I don't understand why. Why that's that I can't think of a reason when I looked at the fixtures. So um uh you know, an odd and we hopefully that doesn't um you know, that's not uh, that doesn't become an issue, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well this as I said it's Serie A and the way they do their fixtures this season, it's just been weird. They do it I think they've been doing it month by month and just seeing how they can how the European teams yes, are doing. That, that, that is a consideration because uh, the clubs in Europe, obviously, if you play in Europe, then uh, whether you're not in Europe or playing in Europe does affect, you know, whether you can play on a Saturday or not. So, um, uh, yeah, particularly if you play on the Thursday night competition. So, um, I mean, that didn't really affect the Champions League because there were no Italian clubs left after the last round of 16. So, um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so a strange one that. I don't know. Uh, 
It is. Uh, uh, one thing we could say, I would say, the decision yeah. to play the game against Fiorentina on the Monday, I think, is a good decision. Yeah, it is. It gives an extra 24 hours rest in the legs. Yes, and Fiorentina don't lose anything because they played yesterday. And, you know, so a day either way isn't really... Extra. Good. So it's an eight, eight days rest yes. until, for Roma. It's, what, three... That's uh, push, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think we get. I think that's a. I think that was a good decision. It's just uh, the following weekend that's a bit strange. Yeah, they probably travel up to Florence Sunday. Yes. Yeah, Sunday evening or Sunday afternoon. Yes. Um, before we wrap this up, the Coppa Italia final is on the eleventh of May and is at the Stadio Olimpico. So I, I have no. Also, I have no idea why that game is now being played on a Saturday. I had the same reaction to you i was thinking that's gonna be a sunday evening or a sunday evening job uh potentially a five o'clock or seven forty-five kickoff or maybe a monday game also because you never know what sorry i do they like to stretch it out they still haven't yet to release the fixture uh, the fixture kickoff times for the the final game of the season that's understandable because i reckon they will do that in about two weeks <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when everything has been played for, there's still there's still relegation places, there's still top four. Also, of course, that's the weekend before the Conference League final, isn't it? It is, yeah. Uh, if, uh, if we if we do, if, emphasising the word if, get through on Thursday. That would play Saturday. Uh, I would have thought we'd play Saturday and they'd adjust the other fixtures. So if there were... Um, uh, we play uh, Torino, so oh, so it won't really be an issue in terms of teams playing no. or something because Torino won't it, have anything. It'd be Lazio. Oh yeah, those teams. Yeah, Fiorentina. Those teams. Fiorentina, Lazio, and um, maybe At- Atalanta are a push. Yeah. I know they are playing tonight, and they are losing one nil to Salernitana. So yeah, so that could be interesting. Yeah. Um, James, should we just wrap this up? I think we've gone on we've gone on long enough and we've actually covered quite a lot of topics about <laughs> Roma and Serie A football in general. Um, guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com. You can find all our previous podcasts on the, on the website. You can find us on all Apple based podcasts, sorry, on all podcast platforms. Bloody, I always botch this up. You can find us on all Apple podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Popbean, etc., etc. James, thank you very much for joining me on this, um, this Monday evening evening to talk about a little bit of Serie A, Roma, VAR, the worst topic to talk about in football at, the, at this current climate. Um, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening. Pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. All right, um, guys, we'll probably, probably have something after the Leicester game and we'll probably have something next Tuesday after the Fiorentina game because Roma do play on next Monday evening, this time next week. Um Thanks again for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the football, the the chaotic endings to the season, whoever you support. And uh, always remember Fossil Roma and Ciao. <laughs>